Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is Joy by Chance. We're going to talk all things movies, television, news, streaming, all that good stuff. And this is another continued installment in our annual Scarefest. This one is... We decided to go a little off-beaten path. We usually do horror sequels. This week, this year, we decided to do horror remakes, of which this one, upon actually watching, is actually is very loosely remake of, but it's Friday the 13th, 2009. Shocking. I, there's there's a lot of more worse choices, but we'll they, go with it. They're, they're, we definitely got off a little easier, a little easier than we could have. Yeah. Uh, but you know, so we have a lot of other things to talk about. First of which is the NFL. We have we had week seven. We are looking forward to week eight. Uh, first of all, looking back on week seven, let's pull up some let's pull up some stuff here. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, I mean, I think one of the biggest stories for me this week is the is the Chiefs. My God, do they look awful? Yeah, and like, uh, uh, inconsistency, I, like we were talking. I, I could talk about why how how. Green Bay upended Washington, but you know we we are, we already knew, we already knew they were going to win that game. The Chiefs yeah. look awful this year. <laughs> they do. I mean, they're just you know they look. There's a game they look good, and then they turn around. And they can they lose the teams they should be beating by like 20 points. But and that's just the inconsistencies of, of the team as a whole this year. You know. But even then, like like offensive powerhouse, the Kansas City Chiefs, you don't expect them to only put up three points in a game. No, no. Yeah, shit. How bad was it? Derrick Henry had more passing touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, which again, what a year he's having. He's honestly could be could be an MVP. Could be an MVP. Yeah. Uh, but I do also do want to talk about you know just you know we're we're in we're in the space enough where we can talk about it after. I think that the Titans look like they could, they could make legit noise in the postseason. Yeah, I mean they've been playing tight and they've been playing really good ball henry's having a mvp season so uh yeah definitely not out of the uh you know stretch of things yeah no uh e- easily could be an mvp contender um i mean well i'm we'll talk about you know the outlook after after all this is done um i couldn't believe this happened but the dolphins managed to out falcon the falcons what i mean what i mean by this well there yeah. was a point in which the Dolphins, or was the Falcons? They're playing. They're playing. The Falcons, and Dolphins are playing. At one point, the Falcons were up by double digits. I think they had like a thirteen-point lead at some point. Mm-hmm. They did. Uh, they proceed to, uh, in classic Atlanta fashion, proceed to blow it. Uh, and they uh, came down to a field goal to win the game. And Young Waku made it. So, yeah, yeah, Falcons ended up winning, which further fueled the rumors that Deshaun Watson. Maybe on the table. There's, we, there's, we're not gonna comment on that because it's not official yet. Uh, but yeah, Dolphins. Uh, it's, it's crazy. This team, this team went like what ten and six last year. Yeah, a really good team. Uh, I know my uh, wife was uh, very disappointed. But uh, no, this team was primed to make a playoff push here this year, and it's been uh, lackluster. Yeah, I mean, uh, also lackluster. The Jets, still the Jets, uh, managed to get their shit packed. By the Patriots, yeah. <laughs> some things ne- Brady's Brady's come and go, but some things never change. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, but like, something else I guess hasn't changed. <laughs> things 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 may come and go, uh, but yeah. Titans Titans are good. Panthers suck again. Yeah, now we're uh, true colors. 
This team w- started off three and zero, and then and then they couldn't put a they couldn't put a, put up a touchdown against the Vikings, the Vikings, the fucking Giants. Yeah, man. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold sucks again. The the offense is useless without Christian McCaffrey. I, they just, they they look they looked awful. They look really awful. Yeah, not 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 good at all. Uh, also, one looks surpri- uh, on the inverse. One looks surprisingly good. The Bengals put up forty-one yeah. points against the Ravens. Yeah, that was a shocker of the week, um, especially in Baltimore. In Baltimore, Joe Burrow yeah. is the first quarterback to throw for over four hundred yards and multiple touchdowns in Baltimore. I think ever. Yeah, I mean they're having a good year. They're a feel-good story. They really are. But it's not. It's not going to last very long. Let's, let's be real. This, this is the Bengals. Yeah, it's. I, mean, I still think Baltimore's taking this division, but uh, you know it is what it is right now. I mean, let. You know, it, it's it's nice to see a different team uh, doing good and having some success in the AFC or just in general. You know what I mean? Um, we'll see what happens when they play. You know, tougher. You know, tough competition. Like there's going to be tough competition. Yeah, they beat the Steelers at home. They beat the Steelers on the road. And they beat uh, Baltimore on the road. Those are two big road wins, no matter how you slice it. But uh, we'll true. see what happens as the year progresses. It's still a lot more uh, football left. The Raiders, the Raiders surprise look better without without John Gruden. It's kind of strange. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was, I know it's just the Eagles, but Derek Carr is on fire. Yeah, they're they're looking pretty sharp without Gruden. Like uh, nothing ever happened. So that's usually uh, the opposite of a team. That team starts to really unwind and uh, dismantle when they lose their head coach. But uh, yeah, Vegas looks actually pretty good. Uh, the Rams beat the Lions not by as wide margin as you expect, but but that's that's not because the Rams played badly. It's because MCDC, Motor City, Dan Campbell decided to just play some old school tactics. Why? He, he employed the tactic of if we never give him the ball, we can't lose. Yeah. <laughs> like fake so, punts, uh, yeah. onside kicks, endless fourth down conversions. Hey, I mean, you're 0 6 going at, at a time. You know, you might as well go for it. Um, again, Detroit is a up and coming team. I think they're going to, you know, th- there's a lot of heart there, and you have a coach that really cares. So I think those two things uh, instilled in a team are uh, are pretty good values to have. So I mean, they're going to be fun to watch later on. It's going to take a while for them to build, but they're they have the right positive uh, attitude with the head coach. Uh, t- uh, Texans, uh, you know, I mean, no shock, they got annihilated by the Cardinals, but interesting stat. Uh, in their last three road games, they've given up a grand total of 105 points. Yeah, it's not, not not good. You need to drop them if you have them as your fantasy defense. Which, why would you? <laughs> I mean, if you have a, yeah, you'd have to have like a like a 20-team league or something like that. That's really crazy. Like, you'd have to have like a, you just chose them and you you can't really unload them. And you, and you, know, you know what I feel bad for? Justin Fields. Yeah. Well, this team is doing nothing to help his development. Thank God they play uh, San Francisco this week, so hopefully that continues. Yeah, uh, they yeah uh, they got their they got their shit stomped by the Buccaneers. Final score of thirty eight to three. Yeah. Let's talk about your 49ers. They look absolutely atrocious. They do yeah. look atrocious. Let's, let's, uh, yeah. It was. I mean, again, it was not uh, favorable weather conditions. Um, it was I mean, not. Uh, but still, you still got to execute. But again, um, in, Santa, just, in Santa yeah. Clara, when do you ever have those? Either your state is on fire, or it's trying yeah. to, or they're trying to drown you. It's, e- it's either dry or it's a monsoon. So uh, take your pick. 
But um, yeah, they're just lackluster. Uh, they're just so flat watching. Um, it's it's crazy that this team went to the Super Bowl uh, a couple years ago and then made a playoff push. Like it's just like I I oh man, I just I don't recognize this team. Um, Brandon Ayuk, I don't understand why we're not incorporating him more. Um, I don't understand this, like Shanahan saying, you know, he's, he still has work to do. He did a ton of work last year. He showed that he was easily could be okay. a number one when, receiver. When, when Debo uh, Samuel went down last season, much like your yeah, entire Brandon, team went down last yeah. season. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk was, I mean, up. the, the gold standard of the wide receiving position. I think that um, him and Debo, obviously, I thought at the beginning of the year, that's why I drafted both of them in fantasy, because I thought that was going to be a good wide receiver one, wide receiver two combo. Um, I still think it. Um, I, that's why I've, I've slept on it. I still put. I still have Ayuk on the bench. I'm, I'm waiting for his him to break out and really start having a season. Um, we'll see if it happens, hopefully. Um, obviously, Kittle hurt really uh, hinders that def- or that offense as well. Just a lot of just they look very flat. So I'm hoping that we can rebound. Uh, we play Chicago, who is Chicago. So we're hoping uh, we'll see what happens. We really should have beat Indianapolis um, a game. I actually uh, went to bed while the game was still on because I was disgusted. So that, that shows you where I'm at with it. But uh, we'll see. It's a new week this week. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Looking at Monday night, you had the Saints taking on the Seahawks. Uh, it was a it was a <laughs> it was a trench warfare because both offense were totally useless with the ball. Final yeah. score, 13 to three, 13 to 10 Saints. Yeah, not not a very uh, uh, fun watching game. I, I didn't watch it. I just happened to. I think I made. I might have checked for uh, stats. Well, it didn't even matter because I was already winning at that point. But yeah. Yeah. Looking ahead to this week tonight, we got the Packers versus the Cardinals. This is a this is a very it's a big game in terms of impl- implications to the NFC playoff picture. Yeah. Uh, I I got the Cards not because I think they're a better team, but because mo- because I think. Uh, well, first of all, and I'm not going to take the count that J.J. Watt is now out for the season with a shoulder injury. He's he's brittle. He's he's super fragile. He is so br- I don't understand how a guy that big is that fragile. <laughs> it's, it's like the Grinch, man. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, man. But the, it, pa- it's, the Packers aren't in better shape because like, I think most of the receiving core is out via injuries and COVID. Like Devontae Adams is not playing tonight. Alan Lazar yeah. is not playing tonight. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if MBS is playing tonight. But... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would have taken Arizona either way, though. I, I think uh, I think Green Bay has been skating. I really think they haven't really been tested. Um, and I think Arizona is like in, still in one of the best divisions of football. I, th- I still think when uh, San Francisco and you know uh, gets together, the Rams, when, when Seahawks have Russell Wilson, I still think that's the best division of football. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, Kyler Murray and Hopkins, uh, interesting combo. We'll see what uh, Connor has to do. Um, running in football, it should be fun. But I do definitely think that uh, Arizona got this one, especially playing at home as well. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, looking ahead to Sunday, uh, I got the Steelers versus the Browns. I was going with the Steelers, but I look. Here's the thing: Browns aren't looking great this year. Well, they aren't, but you know. But I think it takes a game. This is a type of game that can get them back to it. I, I have Cleveland here because they're playing at home. Um, the last couple games they've had the Steelers' uh, number. Um, I just think this is where they probably. I don't know. It just depends if uh, I don't think we're not getting Mayfield. Or, or is, is Baker not playing again? I don't think Baker's playing. That's- because he has that something with his like something like seriously wrong with his shoulder. Okay, he's he's not officially confirmed to play or not. He's questionable. So if Baker plays, the Browns win. If they don't, if he doesn't play, I don't think they're going to win. I think Pittsburgh wins this one. I think it, it, it's hindrance upon whether Baker Mayfield plays or not. And you, you fi- 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 find me just looking in a corner, just praying Baker Mayfield <laughs> just stays hurt. Yeah. 
I, I just just he brings a different uh, level of uh, you know. I, I regardless, I, the Browns actually have a consistent quarterback now, and I think that he really does bring the fire into that offense, um, especially playing a big divisional game at home in Cleveland. I think that's uh, it does say a lot. Again, you've won two big games in a row against this team, so uh, we'll we'll see what happens. We got some other division football going on. We had the Panthers taking on the Falcons. NFC South football. Uh, geez, yeah, these are two teams who look absolutely atrocious this year. Uh, I yeah. think I think the Falcons are going to take this one, honestly. I, I, I side with you on that one. Atlanta just seems they've been, I mean, even though they almost blew the lead against the uh, game against uh, Miami, they still put up points and they looked consistent enough. Uh, Panthers look like they've lost their heartbeat, so I'm going to go with Atlanta, too. Uh, you got Dolphins versus the Bill of Man. Is he, uh, to- <laughs> they are ass kickings in order. <laughs> Uh, I got yeah, not Bill. looking I good got for uh, Miami. I got Bills, and I got Bills handedly. Bills, yeah. Um, I don't know handedly. It just depends. I, I just, but Miami really has has flatlined. I, I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens. I still have Buffalo on this one. Uh, I think if Miami can maybe uh, grind and put up a fight, maybe that would help uh, restore a little bit of confidence down there. But uh, I still have Buffalo on this one too. Uh. Yeah, uh, this next game we got on the table, we got, uh, oh, your, your boys, the 49ers versus the Bears. Uh, out of loyalty, I'm obviously going if you can't Niners, beat, but If you can't beat Matt Nagy's play calling, just punt the season. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. This is we need to, we need to get uh, back in the swing of things here, at least maybe for a wild card in the NFC. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, hopefully the Niners uh, get their shit together. I think the Niners – I think I've got the Niners – Barely again. If you if you can't if you can't topple Matt Nagy's genius play calling, just 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 hang it up. Just turn it in. You're done. Yeah, yeah. We need hopefully better weather. We'll see. <laughs> Lions fans, do you want to die yet? You will <laughs> maybe because you got the, you got the Eagles coming up next week. Man, does get any imp- easier? Is the imperfect season going to continue? I mean, they're going to win one of these games. I don't know if uh, – I don't think Philly's that good. That's the thing. But I think Philly's a little bit better. They're, yeah, they're so not I'm gonna great, go Philadelphia. They're, they're a little better than the Lions. They're a little better, yeah. So I'm going to go Philadelphia on this one. But don't be don't be surprised if uh, Detroit uh, plays real tight and squeaks one out. Uh, you get, next one, you got Titans versus uh, Colts. Interesting thing. The Colts are favored to win this. Yeah, that's crazy. And I think, and again, and I, I can see the reason why. A lot of Titans are questionable to play, including Julio Jones. Yeah, I still got Tennessee. I, I, I still think right now, best uh, better team is definitely Tennessee. Yeah, a lot of Titans are on the questionable list, but I still got Tennessee taking this one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bengals versus Jets. Also worth noting that the Jets will be without their new field general Zach Wilson, who is out for the season. Or an adversary. Oh wow! Out for a few weeks. Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely got the uh, the bongles on this one. Yeah, I got yeah. Bengals are again should have won this and should win this handedly. And as a bonus, the, the Jets decided to bring back the master of the arm punt himself. Joe Flacco is back on the Jets. Oh boy, boy, how how far he's came from winning a Super Bowl to being a backup quarterback to the Jets. To the Crazy. Jets. Well, it's funny because like. Before, like before, there's like no other, none of the like prior to the season starting, none of the Jets quarterback had ever thrown a snap in the NFL. Had ever thrown a yeah, ball. I mean it's crazy. Like, 
it was literally, I mean, and, and not even 10 years ago, we had that big extension that he signed with uh, Baltimore right after that Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, you got Rams versus Texans. This should be a thorough shit-stomping. Yes, uh, this is hopefully, uh, for fantasy purposes, a Cooper Cup show. God, I hope so. And yeah, also really should, Also should be worth noting that Mark, Mark Ingram decided he has paid enough for his sins and was releasing the Texans to go back to his home in the Saints. Mark Ingram is back on the Saints. I mean, good for really him. went from one du- one dumpster fire to another. I mean, not as big of a dumpster fire. Not but, as big. But still, at least he's out, so, yeah. Uh, Patriots versus Chargers. I don't know. This, I've, I've, this is my, this this is my upset a, pick. You're taking the Patriots. I'm gonna go Patriots. I I I just they've been play, they've been playing decent. I mean they've been playing decent. I granted they didn't really play anybody last week. They they still looked looked like a team. Mac Jones is having a decent year. Um, getting a little bit better. So uh, and then Chargers are so oh, they're like Chargers are almost like the Chiefs. Man, you never know what you're gonna get yeah, weekend week out with these guys. I, I think if the Chargers are on, they'll win this. If they're not, I think they still could. It's just gonna be a bit of a struggle. I'm still taking the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, Jags versus Seahawks. This is. This would be a much clearer question, much much clearer pick, more clear cut pick, yeah. if Russell Wilson was playing. Yeah, but I, st- uh, I don't know. I'm still taking the I Seahawks. Don't. I think that the J- the Jaguars are just atrocious this year. Oh, they're atrocious. They're atrocious every year, except for that one yeah. year where they were actually like, really good. But yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, Geno Smith and the uh, Jaguar or the, uh, the Seahawks. Seahawks. Uh, Oh, and you got garage. Uh, well, first of all, yeah, you got garage match time. You got Jameis Winston returning to face his for to face his former team in the Buccaneers. Although they're coming, they're actually not going to, to Tampa. It's not actually in New Orleans. Uh, I'm of course betting on the Buccaneers <laughs> because the Saints yeah, are looking great. Tampa Tom, Tampa, yeah. Tampa Tom, Tampa Tom, and the Bucky Boys are going to take Tampa Tom. One. And you just, you, what can you say? Just yeah. Uh, it's 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 so strange, like how like how you just like so associate with Tampa Bay now, just because like he, like all the years New England, just all I can think about when I hear some praise is the Buccaneers. Yeah, it's like just crazy, man. It's but uh, yeah, well, it helps when you your first year at a new team, you win a Super Bowl. It kind of yeah. helps that. Also, uh, well, I do want to you know give a big congratulations to Tom Brady for being the first player in NFL history to throw six hundred touchdown passes. Which is crazy, and that's not even counting his postseason touchdowns. It's not, which is, which, which is wild. Crazy. Yeah, definitely an accomplishment. The only quarterback uh, in NFL history to do so. So, yeah, definitely a huge accomplishment. But when you play 20-plus years in the, in the league, yeah, you're when, when, you're in, when, you're like le- when you're in the league longer than some players play right now have been alive. Just saying. But, yeah, but it's still an accomplishment nonetheless. But uh, definitely a, uh, a very elite club. And members only, he's the only member. Yeah, so. members only. It's just, it's just Tom Brady. It's just Tom Brady on his balcony. Yeah, it's Tom Brady's club right now. Uh, Washington football team versus the Broncos. This is it's this close. I'm going to lean towards the Broncos. Taylor Heineke is going to go out there. He's going to try his best. All Teddy Bridge has to do is be Teddy Bridge, and they can win this game. Now, listen. I also confer. I you know I, I conferred in you about this. Uh, I have Teddy Bridgewater starting. You did fantasy over uh, Tannehill. I thought Tannehill was a surefire, uh, a good pick, but um, we Tannehill. talked, and I think. Tannehill could be down a lot of receivers. That's the thing. And, t- and he's, yeah, fa- and so I'm he's go. facing – and Teddy Bridge is facing a worse defense. I got Teddy, and then I also uh, picked up – somebody dropped because he was on IR. I picked up Judy, who's coming back. So that should be fun. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Hopefully they can they can make some noise together. 
Cowboys versus Vikings. I got to hope the Vikings win. So do I. I hate the Cowboys. I hate uh, hate this goddamn team. (laughs) On uh, paper, though, it's like it looks like Dallas is going to win this one. Again, yeah, they they just Dallas has way too much lead talent to lose this or they well, they should have too much lead talent to lose this. Well, they have the easy schedule, I think, is what it's favoring them right now. But here's the thing. Uh, two of their biggest stars of the of the year in Trayvon Diggs and Dak Prescott may not play. Oh, so that, that could be a game changer, too. That could be. So I'm still leaning towards Dallas, but if they don't play, it's a, complete, it's a completely new, new situation. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I, I still got Dallas on this one. And then he got uh, Monday night. We got the Chiefs versus the Giants. This is a game the Chiefs need to win. Well, this is, I can't believe this is actually a televised game. This is going to be absolute garbage to watch. It, it, look, if, if this is a close game at all, at all, like yeah. Kansas, you should blow up this team by at least 20 points. You should because, I mean, New York is and they're out their biggest offensive weapon in Barkley and a couple other guys, too, that uh, one receiver I, who, I, who I picked up and dropped because he got hurt. Oh, was it Tony? <laughs> His ankle. What's that? Sterling Shepard? Not Shepard, the other guy. Oh, Tony? The, the new guy. Tony. Yeah, Tony. Yeah, I, I picked him up, and uh, naturally he got he had just came back off of an ankle and then hurt his ankle again, so I'm like, oh, okay. So, yeah, I, we're going to go ahead and drop I got, him. I got him in Dynasty, which he's, he's, a, he's a great long-term investment. Uh, yeah, it, it was one of those things where it's like week to week. I'm just like, eh, I don't really want to uh, use a bench spot for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So one of those things where I just kind of was like, you know what, uh, we'll go somebody else. But yeah, this is, this is, a, this is a game that Chiefs not only need to win, but they need to dominate. Yeah, I mean, if they, they win, I mean, they, they can go right back into, you know, climbing back to almost 500, and we'll see what... Or wait, that brings them back to 500. That brings them back what, to 500. they're 3-4? Yeah. Yeah, so that brings them back to 500, and can maybe right to ship. Yeah, we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, that's our those are our picks for the week ahead. Up next, we have our weekly trailer talk. First thing we are talking about is for an Amazon show. This is the first trip. Not the first show, but the first one we're talking about for Wheel of Time. So Wheel of Time is a, is a upcoming series. It is for Amazon. It's based on a series of books, uh, which neither of us have read. I haven't asked you, but I haven't read them. I know you haven't. I know Absolutely you haven't not. read them. I, I never even heard of them. So. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, but I do want to. But I want to this for a specific reason. And so, Wheel of Time basically follows a woman named uh, Morian, played by Rosamund Pike, part of, part of a organization of women who can use magic. She takes and she takes a group of five young people on a journey around the world, believing one of them might be reincarnation of a dragon, uh, a powerful individual who's prophesied not a dragon, the dragon. This is a, someone who has who will either save the world or destroy it, one or the other. <laughs> It seems like a take big gamble bet. to take. Take your pick. Take your pick. And pray to God you you choose correctly. Now, I want to talk about this because a lot of I, I haven't read these books, but I, heard, but I know it has a big fan base. A lot of people love, love these books. A lot of people are excited for the series. And a lot of people are touting this as the potential era, the, as the next potential Game of Thrones. Uh, oh. it's, I mean, I, I, I saw, I could sense a little bit of that watching the trailer. It's already been uh, renewed for a season two ahead of, ahead of the season one premiere. So, uh, Russell, what do you think of the first trailer? For, as, as a non-fan, what do you think of the first trailer for Wheel of Time? Yeah, I mean, it looks okay enough. I mean, it, intriguing enough to maybe check out and see if I like it. Um, I don't like, again, not knowing a whole lot about it. Uh, I, I might check the first episode out and see, see if it sticks. If so, I'm continue watching it. If not, probably just watch one and be done. Yeah, no, I think that it looks. I think I think it looks interesting. I think I, I think that there's like a there's kind of like a weird power vacuum with game with Game of Thrones right now, where it's just like you know mm-hmm. Game of Thrones ended, 
satisfying or not, satisfying or not, you take your pick. I don't think it was. Um, but that that ended, and now there's just like a whole appetite for like the next big fantasy show. His darkest materials yeah. could have been that, but it's only three seasons, so that's gonna end. That's gonna end soon. Uh, so look, I think this has potential to be like the next big thing in fantasy television. So we'll see. And the Witcher's not <laughs> the Witcher's not doing it, even though I know a lot of people like that show, a lot of people watch that show, but it's it, it's it's no Game of Thrones. Uh, mm. But yeah, uh, that is set to premiere on December twenty fourth of twenty twenty one. Uh, next trailer we're talking about is for another ne- another streaming show. This is the first trailer for the Netflix live-action version of Cowboy Bebop. Uh, this is a live-action rotation of the popular anime, which I which actually I, I don't I don't watch a lot of anime, but this one I've actually seen all of. And it basically follows a group of bounty hunters who just go around, uh, you know, just go around like like you know, hunting bounties, avoiding the law, doing missions and stuff. But it's basically like a anime Firefly. If uh, that's, that's the best way I can describe it, that's why it's pitched to me, and that's why. Okay, yeah, I'm in. Uh, this cast includes uh, John Cho's main character, Spike Spiegel. Uh, Russell, as someone who's not familiar with uh, Cowboy Bebop at all, what did you think of this? I mean, I, I, I dug it. I, I could see kind of what you were kind of comparing it to because I, I have seen Serenity, so I kind of have a little bit of an idea of what you were talking about. But yeah, I mean, it looks it looks good enough. I mean, I think it looks fun. Something different for uh, Netflix to take on. Yeah, for sure. I think, I'm, you know, I think that in a world where people are vehemently against live-action anime adaptations, this one actually looks. I've, I see a lot of good reception for this one. I think a lot. I think it's going to do really well. Interesting though, because I don't think Cowboy Bebop is actually. I don't think the anime itself is actually streaming on Netflix. Let me just double check. I don't think it. I don't, I don't think, think it is. Uh, which I was is. Say, I don't think it is. Which is ironic, considering another story we're going to be talking about later was just the same thing. Uh, oh wait. Oh wait. Maybe it is. It is. So there you oh. go. You can so yeah. Anyone wants to watch the show, you can go and watch it. It's it's not a very long show. Uh, this is, it's only like twenty six episodes, so you can oh. you can you can bang it out real quick and yeah, uh, be ready for the live action show when it premieres on uh, November nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Next show we're talking about also for Netflix. This is the oh I'm sorry yeah no this one's also for Netflix. This is the first trailer for the Unforgivable. So the Unforgivable is a upcoming drama starring Sandra Bullock. She plays a woman who's get, getting out of prison. She committed a heinous crime and now she's basically trying to atone for it. Uh, has a class also includes Vincent D'Onofrio, Viola Davis, John Bernthal, among others. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for uh, Unforgiven? Or, sorry, The Unforgivable. I think it was called Unforgiven at one point. Um, I think we've, I mean, I feel like we've seen this type of premise before. Somebody try to come back into the community and they're like, kind of like shunned or hated because of the crime they committed or what they had done in the past. Um, but I mean, it does definitely have a good cast. So, um, obviously D'Onofrio Bullock and, uh, Viola Davis, uh, it, it looks good enough. I mean, it, it looks like a typical Netflix type film that, that they're getting, but I feel like we've seen this before, but, uh, Sandra Bullock definitely looks like she puts on a good performance though in this. Viola Davis too. Oh, Viola Davis. Is, I mean, she's always good. She's consistent. Like anytime she's talking, she's talking some shit to us. She's talking shit to somebody. You tune in, you just yeah. like, damn, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that is set for a release on uh, November twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. And if it's good, it could uh, net some Oscar buzz for uh, Bullock and probably Davis too. Uh, next show we're talking about is for uh, yeah, I thought it was Netflix for the longest time. Turns out it's not. Um, I, I was confusing with with the other. Jake Gyllenhaal in a emergency profession movie. 
uh, ambulance. So ambulance <laughs> is a <laughs> ambulance is a upcoming movie directed by Michael Bay, starring Jake He's Gyllenhaal. Back. He is back, <laughs> and maybe better than ever. I don't know. Uh, basically, and Sergei Abdul Mateen II, he plays a war vet who needs money for a wife's surgery. He needs two hundred thousand dollars, though. I'm just like, what the fuck is your wife having done? Yeah, do you not have medical insurance? <laughs> Are they not taking care of this? Like, 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 yes. I, I, I know, I know the VA sucks, but goddamn. I mean, I mean, they're gonna be some kind of copay there, man. I think they we are like a short copay, and they the, your insurance should pick up the rest, man. Yeah, but anyways, uh, it's, it's like so he need, he needs two two hundred thirty one thousand dollars for his wife's surgery. He reaches out to his adopted brother, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, who's also like a who's also like a career criminal. He talks him into yeah. a bank heist for thirty two million dollars. Things go wrong. They end up jacking an ambulance, taking an EMT hostage, and a wounded officer hostage. You know, like you do. Um, also features uh, Aza Gonzalez and uh, Garrett Dillahunt. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for? <laughs> I can't. Even. I can't. Ambulance, ambulance meets heat. Heat. Ambulance mixes a mixes a little bit of heat with that L.A. Yeah. Uh, with that L.A. setting. No, um, they, they, and they, yeah. they, they really want you to know L.A. like ambulance. Yeah, it's like okay, we we get it, man. It's it. it's L.A. Um, yeah. I mean, it looks okay. I mean, it, it looks okay enough. It looks like a cheesy. Cheesy enough film. I mean, it's a February release. This is telling you they don't have really any confidence in this film at all, because um, usually February releases are usually the historic scrap months for Hollywood. But um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, I'll go see. It. I'm curious enough to see it. I like Jake Gyllenhaal, so anything in a, he's in, I usually have to give a shot. Yeah, originally, originally both directed by Philip Noyce, the guy who did uh, fucking what was it, uh, Patriot Games. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, but at some point, at some point, he dropped out for reason. I'm not sure. Uh, he's, replaced, he's replaced by uh, another pair of directors, and then he was replaced by, and then they were replaced by Michael Bay. And they're like, we need a lot of special effects. So we need Michael Bay in this one. <laughs> and yeah, that's it for release on February 18th, 2022. Uh, next trailer we're talking about is for uh, Benedetta. So Benedetta is an upcoming movie directed by Paul Verhoeven. Uh, this is basically a story about it, it takes place in the 17th century and takes, takes about a nun who uh, enters in a forbidden lesbian affair and she gets like weird religious visions. It's a whole <laughs> it's a whole to do. Oof. <laughs> it, yes. Uh, Oof. So, Russell, what did you think of the first trailer for, ben- for Benedetta? Man, it's like a uh, like a Jesus Jesus. Um Jesus time version of basic instinct almost, you know. Ironic, um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely interesting. I think they're gonna try to wow they're gonna wow you with all the sex and other things that you know Verhoeven really likes to throw in his movies. Um sure. I mean this I mean all the reviews are showing like like saying this movie's like so shockingly and like, you know what I mean? We'll see what happens. I mean, it, it's got me curious enough to see see it, you know what I mean? And and set around, like I said, with, the, you know, Jesus Christ and stuff like that. It's always kind of intriguing. So we'll see what Verhoeven has to do with it, tackling something kind of a lot different from what he usually does. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Looks decent enough. Yeah, no, I think I think it's really interesting. And, yeah, Verhoeven, even if I don't like, like what, if I don't like the movie, like with Showgirl, he's always doing something. He's always doing something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's trying. I mean, it might not always be his best foot forward, but, yeah, he's trying. Yes, and it's getting really great reviews out of the festival circuits. So, uh, yeah, and this is set for release on, 
Actually, no. Actually, no. Uh, U.S. release date yet, but it will. But it will come out yeah. eventually. At some point, this will this will release. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, set for release on the in the states in December third of twenty twenty one. Uh, last trailer we're talking about, I specifically saved this one for the very end. Uh, this is the first trailer for Pixar's Lightyear. Uh, so Lightyear was a movie that was, now, it was announced last year during Disney Investor Day, and basically is about the origin story of Buzz Lightyear. So basically in the world of Toy Story, there was a guy named Buzz Lightyear who went to space and did all this stuff, and the toy, <coughs> the Buzz Lightyear toy that we see in Toy Story was inspired by him. This is basically mm-hmm. like this is basically a, spa- a space adventure about the real Buzz Lightyear. Uh, features Chris Evans in the titular role as Buzz Lightyear. Uh, Russell, what did you think of the first trailer for Lightyear? I liked it. Uh, set to the David Bowie. Uh, I always like that. So I, I see they're really trying to pit play on that. Obviously, the space theme and stuff like that looks good. I mean, I'm on board. I've I've always liked Buzz Lightyear. He's always been my favorite out of the Toy Story characters. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, no, this this is one of the most anticipated movies of next year. I, obviously, coming from me, you would know that. But uh, yeah, this is my favorite Pixar character of all time, uh, and the trailer features my favorite song of all time, uh, "Dead Boy Starman." I, I adore that song. So yeah, no, definitely, definitely looking forward to this. Uh, this is set for a release on June seventeenth, twenty twenty-two, and that's it for trailers. We now move on to our news section of the show. First thing we are talking about is ooh, what to talk about first. You know what? It's in in the thing in the thing of people doing dumb stuff with their streaming services. Let's talk about South Park because Paramount Plus announced that they are doing a South Park movie basically about their life post coast. So like I don't know if you I don't know how much you follow, you follow South Park now, Russell, but uh okay. they they haven't really been making new episodes in the past couple of years. Yeah. No, they, I mean they've just done specials, the they've COVID been, specials absolutely hilarious. Specials. Definitely if you guys have not checked it out, it's absolutely hilarious. Like I was crying, I was laughing so hard. Yeah, they they are they are very funny. Uh but yeah. it was announced that they are going to be doing a new a new movie for Paramount Plus. Here's why this is dumb. <laughs> They don't even own the streaming rights to South Park the show. Yeah, that doesn't make much sense because uh, what H or what South Park is uh, HBO Max. H- HBO Max. That's what Paramount yeah, Paramount little, little, sold off the rights to Warner Brothers, and now it's on their service. Not very smart. No, this is this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I just I I, I just think it's funny that they're like and they just inked a new deal with uh, with Matt Sanchez Parker. They basically renewed the show through twenty twenty seven, and. It's going, and they basically making a deal to make fourteen original films, including the, including at least two South Park movies. Yeah. So, but I I think I think it's it's weird to have like this be your platform for you know you're going to be doing movies for the yeah. show, but you can't. And your show's not show. on that platform. Yeah. It's yeah. We, we, just, we just saw a situation like this. Whole oh, yeah. It's when they <laughs> announced that that 90s show was going to Netflix, even though they don't even stream that 70s show. It just doesn't, it yeah. doesn't make much sense. Or, yeah, when, little... or when they sold off, or when Param- I get Paramount again, when they sold off the rights to coming to America to, to Amazon Prime, literally right before their service dropped. Yeah, it's definitely head scratching, especially, you know, you always want to have, you know, continuity and consistency with your, you know, your platform and what you're putting out to that platform. So obviously it would make sense to put it out with HBO Max, but I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Definitely head scratching. You also do want to have one of your biggest brands on your on your service. Like it doesn't make much sense. But yeah, uh, Yeah. still, I mean, as a Paramount Plus subscriber, I will be watching whenever, whenever it comes out. Uh, next thing we're talking about, Liam Neeson. 
He is back at it again. We, he, much as he said, like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not kicking ass anymore. I'm 60 oh, years boy. old. Taking four. Let's do it. <laughs> not taking four. Although this yeah. shit may, may as well be. Uh, he is signed on for a new movie called uh, In the Land of Saints and Sinners. He'll be reuniting with his marksman director, Robert Lorenz. And basically, he's playing a retired assassin. Of course he is. Uh, <laughs> who uh. finds himself drawn to lead the game of cat and mouse with a trio uh. of terrorists. No. Uh, Kieran uh, Hines will co-star. I don't know. He's playing one of the terrorists. I think well, that would be funny. I would love to see a climax where Liam Neeson beats up Kieran Hines. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Russell, you hear that premise? Liam Neeson whooping ass once again. Are you excited? Not always down, man. I wish we've talked about this before. Um, it's amazing we haven't actually reviewed any of that stuff yet, but uh, we do in need, due time, I'm sure we will. We do need to do a Liam Neeson whoop, whoops, whoop beats up blank month. Yeah, I mean, just, just throw like five awesome Liam Neeson fun films to put on there. I think that'd be really fun. Liam Neeson, um, what do you want to see him beat up? Europe, a plane, yeah. a train, yeah. Wo- Aiden wolves, Quinn, wolves. Whatever, whatever you, whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm always done. I, I like it. I know it's, it's so like over, you know, overdone and stuff like that, but um, it's fun. So why not? Let's just keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, no more we're not releasing, but yes, that'll be released at some point. Next thing we're talking about is for another show. This is for Apple, uh, Apple TV Plus show, which I'm surprised we just haven't covered yet. Uh, so this, they're doing a new show, a new anthology series about global warming called Extrapolation. Uh, it's basically going to be looking at the world of climate change. The series is going to have a uh, connected world-spanning range of topics like love, faith, and it's going to keep is going to focus on a different you know story each episode. Kind of like uh, you know you know that Amazon Prime series Modern Love. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's going to be kind of like that. Uh, so, okay. and uh, but the cast for this, holy shit! You got you got Meryl Streep, you got Sienna Miller, you got Kit Harrington, Matthew Reese, David Diggs, Gemma Chan, David Schwimmer, and just signing on to that and just joining them, Marion Cotillard, Aza Gonzalez, Toby Maguire, and Forrest Jeez. Whitaker. That's crazy. So yeah, as someone who does not use Apple TV Plus, much as I try to get you to do it. For te- I know. Mostly, I, I mostly for, te- mostly for Lasso. Um, what, what, do you, what do you think of this show? I, I mean, I like it definitely with the you know the talent involved in it. Once I start my uh, new job, I definitely will. Uh, I definitely will uh, subscribe to Apple Plus. We just have so many th- subscriptions we're we're paying. I'm just like, ugh. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, no we're after releasing, but yeah, I think Apple TV Apple TV Plus Loki has like a really great lineup of television. Yeah, and Ted Lasso. Yeah, I mean, Jacob's from really what solid. I've heard, yeah. C is really interesting. Like, like, even if the, even if I don't like jab with it, I always do something like interesting or innovative. But I do, I do respect that. But Ted Lasso is definitely something I want to check out though, because I mean, you've been raving about it. And yes. I, everything I see on Twitter and stuff like that always praises it. So I definitely want to check it out. Uh, and also in the category in the world of streaming, Netflix is moving forward with their I guess newest big and big franchise. Didn't think it'd be this. Uh, because <laughs> coming, uh, it's gonna be pl- uh, l- army the army of the dead cinematic universe. Hmm. Uh, it was announced today that uh, that the army of the dead is not only getting a sequel, we got a title. Uh, it is going to be uh, called Planet of the Dead. With Zack Snyder being eyed to return to direct after his uh, next movie. I don't know. Where, did you ever see Army of the Dead? 
No, it was one I wanted to get to, and then kind of, you know what happens, how the Netflix buries it, and you just forget all about it. I don't know where, you, as, as someone who did see Army of the Dead, I don't know where you go. <laughs> well, I mean, I can I can see where you go. I don't know why you decided to go there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it's, it's weird that they're, they're doubling down so hard on this franchise, because we're getting, in addition to this film, we're, like, in addition to the original film, we're getting a prequel next year. I'm sorry, this year. Uh, this October, we're getting a prequel. Wait a minute! Didn't didn't I read that come out this year? Didn't it come out like in March or some shit? I want May. I want to say it came out this year. I think. That's so weird. We're getting two movies in the same year. Okay, whatever. We're getting we're getting a prequel this year. We're getting an anime series. I think next year. Yeah. Uh, huh. We're getting and we're getting a sequel. So like they're really going hard on Army of the Dead. Hey, I mean, I, they're just trying to make something stick, I guess. But you know, whatever. Anything, anything. Yeah, yeah. Bright didn't do it. Maybe this will. Oh, it doesn't matter though, because Netflix always cancels it too soon anyway. I mean, look at you know, oh, the show's doing great. Oh, we're gonna pull the plug on it now. Okay, three seasons and yeah. you're done. Okay, uh, Ozark, you know, was doing great. Oh, we're gonna have the last season now. We're we're gonna people are having too much fun with the show. We're gonna go ahead and cut it. Uh, yeah, that's Netflix for you. Yeah, whatever. Uh, got some news in the realm of DC. First of which, uh, it was revealed that the Trench spinoff that was pre- previously announced for Aquaman was not only canceled, but it was a secret Black Manta solo movie. To which new that's new that I heard. I'm just like, why? Because like he's already coming back for Aquaman too, which is going to be yeah. the villain, which is what he should be like. I don't think he needed his own movie. Yeah, but DC's may- man, they're just. But maybe I'm wrong. Do you, do you think Black Man said deserved his own movie? I mean, no. What you said. I mean, it, why don't you just wait and see what how he takes to Aquaman too? You know what I mean? Before you go ahead and throw it out, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's I, what I would do. I like yeah, yeah. I think he's a really good actor. Yeah. I think he's great as Black Manta. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what he does in Aquaman too. Now he does ditch the big old bobblehead helmet, but no. I don't think he's a character who warrants his own film. Yeah. The same way I don't think Black Adam the character wants his own film, but that's, that was already made, so we can't do anything about that. Uh, but yeah, no, no trench, no trench. But what we are getting is Brendan Fraser as the villain in Batgirl. No word on whether on who he's playing. Uh, there's a lot of speculation. It could be Firefly, which is basically like a high tech, basically like an, a high tech arsonist. Uh, but the interesting thing is that he, they originally wanted Sylvester Stallone for this character or for the villain yeah. in this movie. Uh, but then that would kind of go with his like what King Shark or whatever character. I mean, he wouldn't be like a CG. He, I don't think he'd be a CGI character. So I think you can buy that. No, but you know harder. what I mean. Kind yeah, of, no, I, kind I, of have I two, two, yeah, in the same universe. Two but, too uh, much, but like, it's just a weird jump to go from Sylvester Stallone to Brendan Fraser. Good to see Brendan Fraser getting some work done. Oh, man, he, we are in the Brendan Fraser Renaissance. Right Dude, now. this is like the same breath of memory. It was funny because did you see this like uh, this thing? It said, uh, "I just want to see a movie with Keanu Reeves and Brendan Fraser," uh, the, the, and they the could two... just be sitting there just talking about stuff or whatever, and we'd go see it. Oh yeah, the the, the, the two the two renaissances coming together. Yeah, hey, this is great though, man. I'm down. Yeah, like I, w- I want to see like people like someone someone made a list of things he got coming up. Uh, so yeah, uh, on movies and TVs, he's got a Doom Patrol, which was renewed, renewed for season four. Uh, he's got, he's starring in a uh, movie Josh Brolin and Peter Dinklage called Brothers. Uh, he's got Batgirl. He's got he's gonna be in the new Scorsese movie, Killers of the Flower Moon. He's gonna be this in the crazy. newest. I think it's Aronofsky movie, The Whale. He plays like a six a six hundred pound <laughs> man. 
Yeah, so Brandon Fraser, like, he's, he's, he's coming back. He's coming back. I wonder how he got. I wonder how they randomly got him back in. That's so weird. It's like you know who he. It's like do what? Brendan Fraser, George of the Jungle. We haven't seen that George of the Jungle guy for a while. Bring him back. What happened to that guy from Furry Vengeance? Yeah, yeah. Put him back. Happened to him? Put him back in movies. Yeah, whatever happened to Mister Encino Man himself? I mean, it uh, it really kind of started with Doom Patrol. That was his first like really big role, big big mainstream role. And then he's like, he just he's got a bunch of movies after that. So yeah, now I'm. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Brendan Fraser, but I am happy that he is getting work. Good for Dudley Do Right. Good for du- Good for him. <laughs> uh, oh, he's in a lot of bad movies too. That 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 lends itself a, to another poll too. He's been in a lot of crap. Jesus Christ! Some bad bad movies, man. Some actually, bad bad actually, ones. most of this is crap. What the hell? Yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff in there, man. Yeah. Um. But, either, but anyways, moving on. Uh, <laughs> good. Good for you. Good, good for him. Good for you, Brendan. Uh, next piece of news: it was announced that the wolf, that the uh, Ryan Gosling starring Wolfman has gotten a director. Uh, he is is going to be directed by uh, David C. in France, who did direct him previously in both Blue Valentine and The Place Beyond the. P- I'm sorry, Derek C. in France, who previously directed in both Blue Valentine and Place Beyond the Pines. He's reunited with Ryan Gosling to direct a d- new rebooted version of The Wolfman. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, we both we talked. About, I think it was about last week. We were both like massive yeah. the place beyond the pines. Oh, and, but, it's such an underrated film that not a lot of people talk about. I, I'd like to also. maybe like look at that, just look at it sometime, or put it up on a poll, or do something with that. Yeah, Blue Valentine also fantastic. Oh, well, it was definitely like crushing to watch that. Definitely a depressing movie, but really, really great performances. Do not watch that with somebody you care about. <laughs> no, because it's uh, yeah, it's definitely not a uh, uh, one of those feel good stories. But like he. I think I think he brings out a lot of best like this director brings out a lot of Gosling's best work because I think Blue Valentine is probably like a yeah. top like three performance of his. How he was yeah. not nominated for that movie, I have no idea. Same thing with Place Beyond the Pines. I mean, it was amazing that him or uh, Bradley Cooper or uh, any, anybody wasn't nominated either. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, you hear that combination doing team up for Wolfman. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, got to be better than the Benicio del Toro one, right? Got to be. Which I nearly considered putting on this poll. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, just until, it, was, it was like it was like, there we go. like after the fact. I'm just like, shit. Why do I think of Wolfman? Oh man, why why couldn't that be the next poll? Of, like bad remakes. We'd we'd had we'd had it locked in. Yeah, no well. But either way, I do think that they uh, these guys clearly have a good grasp on the human psychology and you know, uh, you know, like new like the nuance it would take to bring a new interesting version of Wolfman to the screen. Uh, no one yeah. that's releasing yet, but Wolfman is my favorite horror, my favorite horror monster. So I'm so excited to see what these two what these two bring. I'm excited to see Ryan Wolf Ryan Gosling turn into a wolf a wolf person. Like, what does that look like? Yeah, I mean, how shredded does that person have to be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, next story we're talking about is uh, Eternals. Surprisingly, got, got a lot of not great buzz. I knew that we were only like a week from release. Uh, yeah, mostly because mostly due to uh, you know, critical reviews. Unkind tomatoes are being thrown at it. Uh, very unkind tomatoes. Currently sitting at a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which makes it the uh, lowest Lowest MCU. rated MCU movie. Oh, which, yeah. Which is wild, considering, like, again, you put a lot of, you put a lot of, you want people to know that this is directed by an Oscar-winning director. <laughs> a yeah, director I th- who literally just won an Oscar. 
Yeah, I think what's hurting right now, I looked at that runtime, man. That's a little heavy. What is it? Two, two, th- oh, two, yeah, thir- two and a half hours. Geez, that, man, that's, that's a little heavy. I think, I, I think there's going to be a lot of dead. Like, I mean, that's just how she is. I mean, there's going to be a lot of like slow stuff in there, but I think it's going to build. It's going to be a, a unique MCU film for sure because of that. I just think there's going to be a lot of like dead time into this film, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, again, not going to make any preconceived notions on this film because we haven't seen it yet. I'm still going still gonna to watch it with an open mind. This is a little, this is a little surprising to me. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, I I was surprised when I heard all this stuff too because I thought, you know, it was going to get you know it's an MCU movie. I mean, it's like it's impenetrable to to bad reviews. You know what I mean? I feel like they're always pretty much foolproof. You know what I mean? Yeah, they, they usually perform pretty well on the critical scale, but this yeah. oh, this this one's soon. Wow, I'm surprised how how like well this one's doing. But again, I just I think again. it's I think it's yeah. Uh, not uh, not going to judge it. Yeah, I think it's just a different take on it. I think she's a completely different director than what you know we're we're kind of used to. You know, not your, you know, your Scott Derrickson or your Favros, and you know what I mean. I think this is going to be something a little different pace, and I think maybe people aren't expecting that. Maybe you know what I mean. So maybe more of an artistic approach to it. You know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, uh, next piece you're talking about also in the MCU. Uh, it was announced. We got some Ant Man Quantum. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania news. First of which, we got a new logo, which is fucking eyesore. Not that, not that like it looks bad. It's just like, what the? Have you seen this? No, go ahead and send it to me, me on the uh, chat real fast. Let me see this logo. <laughs> just like, what the fuck does it even say? <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see this. Hold on. I don't know. If this is the official logo, or if this is like. Oh my lord! What? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> it looks, it looks like all the uh, wand things they want you to do at Harry Potter. It looks like wingdings. You know what I'm talking about? Those yeah, little, like, little different. <laughs> Here, you gotta go ahead and put a curse on and spell on that thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's a little too much. But yeah, it was announced. Uh, we, we got we got the newest cast member joining Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, and company in the film, and it's going to be Bill Murray because. Of course he yeah. is. What, a, what, what about Bob? Let's do it. Funny thing about like Bill Murray is, is an actor who like he will literally do anything, and that's not, not an exaggeration. Literally, if you call, if you call, you can literally call the answering machine. Just be like, hey, why don't you come? Why don't you come here and do this movie? And if he likes, if he shows up, he shows up. If not, move on. <laughs> so great though, he's so great. He's so great, but yeah, Bill Murray is joining the MCU. Something I never thought I'd see. Never. I mean, that's craziness. But yeah, uh, nowhere on who he's playing yet, but doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how big the role is. Doesn't matter like how long he's on the screen. I will be super giddy when I see Bill Murray in an, an MCU movie. Sure. And last story we're talking about today. This is the this is the fuck yeah story of the day. Russell, it's confirmed. Let's get it. It happens. It was announced after a forty million dollar opening, the highest for any movie that opened both this is your- and HBO Max in the same day. Shit. Super amped. Dune Part 2 has been confirmed. It will release in October of 2023. This is huge for so many reasons, most of which is because so much speculation ahead of time was devoted to whether or not Dune would even get a sequel. Everyone's like, yeah. it's going to, it's going to, doesn't have the brand recognition, doesn't have, doesn't have the ability to be a major success. We're not going to get a sequel to it. Well, you know what? We're getting a sequel. And I'm happy because the Dune Part One, as they have to call it now, was fucking awesome. I love that movie. It's my favorite movie I've seen this year, and I'm so need, so happy we're getting. Still a need to watch it. But now, but now <laughs> still, you can watch. Still need. But the thing is, like Russell, 
So uh, let me just explain real quick. So Doom Part One, it very much feels like a Part One ever since the word in that like there's no real yeah. beginning, middle, and end. It's just a lot of beginning yeah. <laughs> and some middle. Yeah, and that's and and I was waiting like and I told Beck about it and like Beck for some reasons like I, I really want to see it and I said I want to kind of wait and see it in IMAX. So that's kind of what we're we're doing. We just got to wait for our schedules to sync up to to do that. But uh, I guess I'm waiting for her, which could be either good or bad because sometimes if I wait too long, then. Uh, yeah, so, but uh, if, if if not, I'll just have to pull the trigger and go see it. But now you can watch it knowing that we will definitely get a sequel. Which is fantastic, because I know we were talking about this even before the movie came out. Um, hope, we were hoping that you know this movie opened good enough and got really good positive uh, feedback to where it would warrant a sequel. So uh, it's great. That, that is great news uh, moving forward, and yeah. Yeah, and there's so many more major characters that need, that need to get cast. I can't wait to see who's going to play those characters. And yeah. Uh, like I said, Doom Part 2 is set for a release on uh, in October of 2023. Do you know what's not getting a uh, sequel? Man of Steel. No, go ahead and uh, segue into uh, the film of the uh, week. <laughs> <laughs> but man, also not Man of Steel, but yes. Come on, that's, that's a perfect segue, man. Come it, is on. Per- it is a perfect segue, yes. Uh, movie of the week, it is Friday the 13th. Now, you never had a segue before. I, I, was, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to start. I'm gonna have to start that more often. Yes, yeah, we, 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 really, we really do. But yeah, Friday Thirteenth. So uh, this is a this is a remake slash reboot of the long running horror franchise. Uh, how, how do you feel about how do you feel about the, how, how you feel about the Friday Thirteenth franchise, Russell? Honestly, it, it is bad. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I love them though because I grew up watching these films. Obviously, you know me as a big horror movie fan. Um, I I adore those films. Uh, Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger, like the the holy trio of icons in the horror films. But um, there there are a lot of bad ones. And they're they're very poor acting and stuff like that. Well, obviously, the, you know the 1980, uh, Sean, the Sean Cunningham's uh, movie. I mean, it was far from perfect and coherent. Like you know what I mean? Uh, like uh, flowing. You know what I mean? It was kind of just all over the place. Um, it seems to be a lot of the, uh, the movies in this franchise kind of do that. There are some fun ones. Uh, obviously, uh, Part 8, When He Takes Manhattan's a fun film. It's bad, but it's a fun film. Um, I mean, it's fun yeah. when he actually takes Manhattan in the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, I mean, Jason X was fun just because he's in space. It's something different. Jason Goes to Hell was fine enough. Uh, loved Freddy versus Jason. Um, there are some fun... Um, you know, there are some fun... Uh, I believe, what, is Part 7, the chick with uh, kinetic powers, I think, is Part 7? That was 7. Yeah, um, I mean they're fun films. I mean, like I said, they're they're just iconic fun films to watch around Halloween time, um, and they were always on USA. I remember whenever there was a Friday the Thirteenth in a month, they would always have like a marathon of these films. Obviously, it kind of stunk because it took all the good parts out of it, but uh, still, they're just a you know they're just a fun. They're 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 fun in the in the lexicon of of horror films. I mean, like I said, they're far from perfect, but uh, they're still uh, recognized. Yeah, I think you have a good point. Like we bring in, like the the big the big we're calling them the big three of horror. It's Batman on the Street, yeah. Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth. This is my least yeah. favorite of the three. And I think that you can. I, I can see. Yeah, I mean, he has definitely more kills than all of them put together. I'm pretty sure. He also easily he also banged, he he also has banged out more movies than, than both than like, both of them. Yeah, because like because yeah. like Friday the Thirteenth that was the franchise of the eighties. Oh, for sure, because it started off in 1980. It was like, one of, uh, like, obviously, well, keep in mind, Halloween was 78, so Halloween kind of started but even, it, but, like, this was the beginning of the slasher, like, it was the introduction of the 80s slasher films, you know? But even then, like, there was only one year in the 80s that didn't have a Friday the, the, thir- the 13th movie. Yeah. Yeah, 1987, that's the yeah. only year yeah. in the 80s to not have a Friday the 13th film. Yeah. It was the saw of the 80s, pretty much. Yeah, I think, I think that, whereas, you know, 
Halloween brought you brought you the you know the paranoia and that and you know the abject terror of the shape. Uh, yeah, these like that, like these has something that was unique about it. Like they had they Halloween had the terror. Uh, Friday the uh, Nightmare on Street they had a villain who had a had some kind of personality. That's that's I think that's what yeah, Freddy. He had a personality, which and the fact that they you know it, it, it took place because you you had to go to sleep, so the, it was the inevitable. You know, I mean, I feel like there's less less story in Friday the Thirteenth. You yeah. know, what I mean, I, I feel 13th, like it's just kind of like go do your thing, and you know, we'll just film Friday the Thirteenth. He has he doesn't just doesn't have much, he has has a backstory, he doesn't have much of a personality, uh, but he you know yeah. he he has the iconic look, he has a cool he has some cool weapons. But that's this is the franchise where the kills were the were the draw. Whereas, you know, where the other two franchises the the draw was the character. This one I feel the draw the suspense. More was more yeah. was the kills. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a total of ten sequels, a crossover with Freddy, like as you mentioned, and then this reboot. Uh th- well, okay, remake, reboot, if 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 we if we follow both, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It came came out in two thousand nine. Also, there's a, a surprising a surprising amount of these actually didn't come out on a Friday thirteenth. Yeah, and, and it's it's really crazy that and obviously we're going to talk about this, but Marcus Nispel that directed this obviously it has the same feel as the two thousand and three Texas Chainsaw. I just kind of wanted, which was another re, uh, reboot. He did. This guy's guy a series of reboots. He, he, he wow. Okay. Yeah. This is these are all the reboots he did. He did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He did a Frankenstein uh, TV movie. Yeah. Uh, he did Friday the 13th. And he did Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Like I said, it, it was one of those ones where you definitely get to feel watching it. Kind of that dark grittiness. This is like a dark gritty Friday the 13th. And you can see a lot of the things that Texas Chainsaw, which I really, really liked as a reboot. You can kind of see where it kind of parallels. Like there's a lot of the same thing that he's going for in this film, too. But you can also see a lot of areas where things just do not go right. And, you, and this was produced by Michael Bay, and you can definitely tell in a lot of secret scenes. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's not waste more time. This is Friday the Thirteenth. We start with a nearly incomprehensible intro. Yeah, which I I I just don't like this intro at all because they really we really don't need it. You you don't because the whole thing is they're basically redoing the final act of the first oh. of the first Friday the Thirteenth. But we know this though, so I, we're we're hitting a dead horse here on this. Yeah, we're yeah we're hit, we're hitting a dead horse already. Uh, yeah. we we see Mrs. Voorhees get we see Mrs. Voorhees get killed. We then cut to present day. Uh, we see a bunch of teens going into the woods as you do. Yeah, <laughs> we're there there to like harvest. They're there to like harvest some weed they planted out there, which actually is like a pretty smart idea. Oh, it really is because it's literally like who would go there? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know who what I mean. Find it? And they start telling the story of Jason, or sorry, of Pamela Voorhees and Jason. But actually, no, they didn't, they didn't mention her fucking name. They just mentioned Jason. Yeah, I mean, and that's such a uh, 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 you know kick in the uh, face to uh, Betsy Palmer, who was fantastic. As who was great? Like, she's she's gonna be until the last like twenty minutes of the original, but she is fantastic. <laughs> oh, phenomenal and definitely eerie. Like just so eerie and unsettling when you realize kind of uh, her uh, motives in the whole entire film. Yeah. And you know, I do I do want to talk about the uh, the opening intro because you know what a great thing about the first one was the fact is the fact that you, you had the whole like the, the whole like paranoia the whole intrigue of like like who is who or what is doing all of this yeah 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 and yeah then, like, setting that, the table building and that, the and that was like and that was like a big bombshell reveal that like oh we're like it's the mother of the kid who drowned here a couple of years ago like shit yeah that that's actually really interesting um 
But yeah, just like this is, but like, and the whole reason they included that is because you can't make Friday Thirteenth without without bringing up without bringing up um, Pamela Voorhees. But we yeah. wanted, but we wanted Jason because Jason's the character everybody recognizes. So we're you know, we're just gonna like speed run through not just the first one, but the second one. Because when these teens are hang- they are hanging out, they're doing your know, teen stuff, going off in the woods alone because, you know, <laughs> horror movies don't exist in this world. Uh, yeah. Jason comes up and kills one of the smart one of the smart friends. Or not the, uh, the the one with the glasses. I guess it's assuming the smart one. He's got the GPS. They go she goes they go in to kill him. Uh, and he's got the bag over his head, which anybody who's a Friday thirteenth fan know is a reference to when he, it's it's a reference to when uh, Friday the 13th Part 2, when he didn't have the hockey mask. He didn't get the hockey mask in Part 3. Yeah, because he had to burl have sex, so it's kind of a, a nod, a little, you know, kind of like, not really an Easter egg, but a, just a kind of like a nod to uh, the original Friday the 13th. But yeah, like, um, even then, but yeah, so, th- this whole first intro barely connects to anything in the movie. There's one plot thread that connects the entire film. Other than that, this entire, this entire first 10 minutes, for 15 minutes, shit, Pointless, nearly. But pointless. I don't like. I don't like the reason why we're we're really doing it. Like Whitney, obviously, we'll find out is just because she looks like Pamela Voorhees. I think that's kind of stupid. I, I think that whole connection is so weak. Um, we we could really cut out the first twenty minutes of this film. You really could. You could. You could yeah. just start with. Or shit, don't even get the first. Just like just just go, just go straight to the. Actually, yeah, cut the first twenty minutes. We don't need it. Yeah. Well, because that's right. the thing, because you think that who we're being introduced to are the ones that are going to be your cast moving forward, um, and when we when we see them, obviously all but but Whitney come out alive. Who well, we don't know that for sure though, because the way that they ended it and cut it to six weeks later was the next scene. We think that she might have been killed though. Do you Whitney, know what I mean? He, so they kind of leave he that. Was, he was running like full speed, knife full yeah. up, and he was swinging down. Like, how did? What well, did he just like stop right before he got there? <laughs> Yeah, he's like, and cut. No, and you're good. Cut. Uh, we, oh, thought, we thought we thought maybe, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Ah, just kidding. Something <laughs> else, like, in this first 50 minutes, and the movie's, like, touch and go on this particular subject. These kills are or, are shot and edited like crap. Like, it's the fast editing, it's close-up, it's shaky cam. Yeah. Like, even in the worst Friday the 13th, I can at least see the kill. It's the same problem we have with fucking Halloween Resurrection. Like, even in the worst of the movies in this, in, this, in this franchise, you can at least see the kills. Here... Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Like, well, you don't know how they're killed. The method that, like, I like, I wrote down just, you know, for fun. I just wrote down like the characters and how they were killed, just to kind of like, you know what I mean, just for for fun, uh, for reference points. But um, yeah, kind of what you said. As soon as you, it's like, it's like, oh, shocking! Here he is. He's dead, and and we're shaking it around. You don't know really what happened. It's like, okay, so what okay, happened? Okay, okay, it's like, okay, he busts into a tent. The guy's sitting in the maybe sitting in the bear trap. I don't know what happened. Now she's in a sleeping bag tied to a tree. Oh, she's on fire. Like, what what is going on? What movie? Okay, now I was thinking of this when I was watching this scene where she was burning in the in the sleeping bag. Which movie am I thinking of? Where the killer or whatever picks up the sleeping bag and swings it like a baseball bat to the tree? That's one of the Friday Thirteenth. I can't remember which one it is. Is it? I think it is. Okay, because I because I was like remembering and I'm like, oh, he's gonna do that to this chick, right? And might, he doesn't, be, and I'm like, wait a minute. It might be Jason X. I don't. I, all, I, all I remember was it was a similar scene. I don't know if it was because I watched the killer cut of version. I mean, it only adds a couple extra minutes to the uh, Friday the Thirteenth, two thousand nine film that we're reviewing. But um, I, I don't know. I thought it was that one, but it wasn't. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, e- either way. Yeah. So again, uh, we false false start number two is over. 
Uh, we yeah. now cut to our actual cast of characters. Yeah, which what 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 a dynamic! What a dynamic we what have! What a dynamic! Uh, we got a bunch of other people. I'm not even finding a bother remembering their names. Okay, I do know one, Trent. The reason I know this character is because did you recognize this Douchebag. guy? Oh, he looks familiar. Who is that guy? So this guy played the exact same character in Transform Michael Bay's Transformers, the first one. He's Michaela's boyfriend. Uh, and I mean uh, the exact same character. Like, they had the same name. It's the same dude. Dude, he's such a douchebag in this film, though. Like, he's super douchebag in this film. He, re- he really is. And they, don't, and they don't execute him properly either. And we'll get, we'll get to no, that. No. And, and they should have done it. They, you could have done it so more, more cruel to it. You know what I mean? Like, really, you're building up this douchebagness. And the, the kill doesn't really kind of justify the... Uh, the douchebagness of the, of the but yeah, character, but like, but by, by proxy, it means Transformers exist in this world. Which I mean, means, let's do it. I mean, and Michael Bay was produced this or whatever, so uh, which was means, he a producer? He was, which means Michael, which means, yeah. which means Bumblebee's around there, not doing shit while all this is happening. There you have it. So, Anyways, I don't know. We meet our main character, Clay, played by Jared Padalecki, who is actually pretty good in this movie. Now, who loves um. Oh no, I'm thinking of the other one. Jensen Eccles always liked uh, uh, horror movies too. Which like fu- horror? Which funny enough, they were they were both in horror remakes. They were both remakes of horror films in the '80s. I think both in the same year because Jensen was in My yeah. Bloody Valentine. What I think came My out, Bloody Valentine did that come out? Oh nine or or twenty ten? Man, it was like really really. They close were within like a, I think they were within like a, a, a year of each other. They were they were super close together though. I remember that. Yeah, which was weird. But like, speaking of like Trent being a total a total dick. Like he, yeah. he like Clay is his sister was one of the girls in the opening, uh, in the opening scene. Yeah, uh, his sister's Whitney, the one that obviously now survives that you thought was obviously a goner, but is not a goner. Clearly dead, but then the script decided, eh, no, she's not. Uh, because we need to tie this together. We have to tie this together somehow. Why did we have that first twenty minutes? Because yeah. of Whitney. It's the it's the only reason. We- yeah, he could have been looking for he could have been looking for his sister regardless. Like this, oh my God, those first twenty minutes yeah. just anger me so much. Yeah, because they're because they're, they're fucking pointless. But regardless, yeah. So, anyways, he's he's like talking to the guy looking for his sister, and, the, and Trent is behind him, just like acting like an asshole, just like, hey, take up enough time. And he's like, dude, what the fuck is your deal? It's like, dude, the guy's looking for his sister has been missing for like a month. Like, you know, it, 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 are you gonna buy something? Like, dude, like he's such a douchebag. And I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure Jensen, like, look, he's taller than you, he's got a reach, could probably kick your ass. Jared Pilecki would probably, he's built, he's beefier than than Trent's character, so I definitely he's, think that uh, Clay would definitely take Trent in a, uh, in a fight. He's Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh yeah, he'd take you in a fight. Yeah, for sure. You know what else I realized watching this movie? Jared Pilecki could totally play Timothy Oliphant's son. Oh, absolutely, looks just like him, looks for sure. Looks just like him, I didn't realize that, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. We, ha- we basically have a bunch of pawn sacrifices. I'm not even gonna bother telling you their names. I don't, I don't, I don't even remember most of their names honestly. You got black guy who's showing out to be a stereotype while also being a stereotype, which is so weird. More. Every time, every time with that movie, <laughs> every time in this movie, it's just like, you know what? Don't put me in a box. He puts himself right back in that box. But I'm in that box. What, what do you? Uh, what kind of music? Rap. It's like, like, it's like, dude, oh, yeah. like, why, why couldn't you say like uh, punk or something like that? Why did it have to be rap? It's like, oh, oh, you think I like rap because I'm black? Don't put me in a box. Okay, what do you like? Rap. What was all that about? It's like, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're, yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's really stupid. But yeah, you look, you look, you look at this lineup. You got, you know, you got token black guy, quirk, quirky Asian dude, dickhead, 
uh, dumb guy, dumb guy's girlfriend, slutty chick with a camera, and the final girl played by Danielle Panabaker, who I actually do like. I actually do like as an actress. I mean, she was on Disney Channel. Yeah. Disney Channel. Uh, a lot of uh, it's weird. Like, there's, a lot, there's a lot of downtime in this movie because like a lot of Jared. Le- uh, they just cut back between Jared Padalecki going just house to house, asking people to say they've seen his sister, yeah. and back to the, and yeah. back to the house where they're partying. Yeah. But it's 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 somewhere like I don't know why they didn't just follow Jared Padalecki for a bit because like he has motivation. Like you, you like you do like you, yeah. Like he has motivation. He has like a cause you can get behind. Like you do want to see yeah. him succeed. Yeah. But they yeah, keep, it's yeah. They keep cutting back to Trent. They want you to. They want you to see how how Trent's living, man. He's 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 wealthy. Uh, his parents have. Well, his dad is doing pretty well because he has like a obviously their their cabin house or whatever and all sorts of toys. And he drives a Cadillac Escalade, so yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so he goes to see this like one redneck dude. <laughs> just like, I I feel I feel like that like a completely, a completely different movie. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely like in like uh, like the Hills Have Eyes or some kind of stuff. I don't know where or, like I, the Texas no, no, Chainsaw. No, no, like he's in the Hills Have Eyes remake. I don't know where this dude yeah. came from. Yeah, uh, his character's name's Donnie. I know it's 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 funny. He's the one. It's like like he's like licking the magazine and and talking to the mannequin that he said took his virginity and stuff like that. It's super weird. Yeah, I'm like I'm like who the fuck is this guy? This is just to set up the weird fact. I mean, I guess this is where they only set this up because obviously this is where he has to get his hockey mask. But and, yeah, and, and this and is where the climax takes place. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, Clay gets back to the house where he meets Jenna. They go and that he says, like, you know, Trent's a dick. No one wants to. Be, no one wants to be here. So I'm gonna help you yeah. look for your sister. Uh, pretty guy, but supernatural. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they go off and yeah, like I said, uh, redneck guy gets killed. And that's when we get his, that's when Jason gets his hockey mask. So like, like I said, yeah. they basically pound out the first three movies in this one. Yeah, I mean, and you could tell it's completely rushed. You know, obviously, this is the only reason why he's kind of in that is just to hurry up and like, all right, get the hockey mask and be done. But yeah, he could have just already had it because saved a whole lot of time. Yeah, and then you wouldn't even needed the whole back like the burlap and yeah, could have just went straight to the hockey mask. That'd have been really mask. like who cares? Yeah. Like, it's... like we know what you look like. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So, uh, uh, we ha- we have a uh, Jenna and Clay going to look out. Meanwhile, Ryan uh, was it Ryan Chase, Ryan Chanson, what the f- Ryan Hansen, uh, the guy from the guy from Veronica Mars. He, him, who's definitely not a teenager. <laughs> That's the thing. No. I don't know how old these people are supposed to be because they're acting like they're like like seventeen. These are definitely like college. These are like college kids for sure. This this isn't just like straight out of high school stuff. But even then, like these kids look. Some of these people look way too old to be in college. Oh yeah, I mean these guys look mid twenties at least. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, they're they're going stuff. They cut back to like this is where cut. They randomly cut back to like everybody back in the house playing like beer pong. Yeah, which for no again, reason. You just want to hear Trent's douchiness, and he won't drink out of a shoe. Whatever. Yeah, which I mean, shoot why would the you? boots. I've I've never heard that. Apparently, if you lose ten beer pong games in a row, that's what happens. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm I'm not, I'm not drinking out of a shoe, but regardless, look, why is this scene here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just there to show you. Yeah, oh, because partying, we're having a great time in this big luxurious house. I don't know. But anyway, back to the shit you want to see. Uh, Jason ambushes both uh, both Ryan Hansen and his and his girl on the boats. Uh, Jason turns into Hawkeye. 
for a moment. Yeah, uh, his girlfriend. We should uh, mention Chelsea is Willa Ford, the uh, singer. Really? Yeah, who looks pretty good I, when she's skiing. I yeah, just I mean, saying. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I just it just so happened. It was just an observation. I mean, it was there. So. I, I, I I forgot I will for until now. Yeah, I want to be bad. Remember that song? I want to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like nope. he hits like this like insane arrow shot like right in the head. I'm just like, what the? F-? And he's moving. This is like Lee Harvey Oswald with a crossbow type stuff. Man. Literally. Come on. No, this 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 the Legolas type shit. Like what the. F- yeah. yeah, there's no way. That's the other thing. That's the the where did he learn, randomly learn with bow bow and arrow? I mean, I get it, archery camp stuff like that, but not not to that extent. Not that good. I'm like I'm like you're like you're not like you're not John Wick or some shit. No, nah, it just to me it just I was just like eh. I, I just you 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 go away from the the whole entire uh, you know the machete. It's it's like oh crap, I don't have a machete to reach that far. What can I use now? You know what I mean? Insert weapon here. You might yeah. as well have had him fire a gun. And this is the other thing I think about this movie. The kills are just unexciting. Like you look, like you they look, are. Like, you look like Willa Ford's character. How did she die? She just got like stabbed through the head under the dock. That's it. Yeah, and the, you hear it's like it's funny because it just goes. It's like it's like she like he like literally knows that she's hiding there. Like come on, like she was being moder- like moderately quiet. He wouldn't have known that she was there. Is the thing I, I don't know. And some of that's a little far fetched. I'm like the the far fetchedness of that. I'm like eh, I don't know. But yeah, like we'll talk about like, like as we go on the move. But like, even when they have opportunity for something inventive, they don't take it. No, I mean, again, I think they're really trying to they're they're cashing in on the wow factor again. Which I mean, it's not really a wow factor of the kills. Um, kind of what you said, like the, the original, like really just didn't care how cheesy it was. Like, do you want to see how cheesy Kevin Bacon can get killed in Friday the Thirteenth? We're going to show you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, we had we had access to the face and Kevin, Kevin Bacon catching the business end of an arrow. Do you think? Do you think I give a shit about the machete to the head? Yeah, yeah it's like two, it's, it's yeah. two movies ago. He froze somebody with liquid nitrogen and smashed him into pieces. Do you think I give a shit about a machete? Yeah, <laughs> it's just like I said. It's just it's one of those things where I think they're just really trying to to throw kills out there, just to throw kills out there, kind of like Halloween kills, pretty much. Yeah. Like just throwing them out there for the sheer fact of just like oh let's just let's just throw them out there, throw them out there. But you know, you know what else throwing out there? Shots of the Camp Crystal Lake sign. Oh my god, we know where we're at. They, 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 you notice that too, right? They keep cutting to the sign. Yeah, they're um. <laughs> it's like hey, in case you forgot, this Camp Crystal Lake. We just want you to know. We in case want you, you were curious, chance this is where we're at. In case you're curious, this is where we're at right now. <laughs> My good Halloween decoration. <laughs> yes, we also find out that uh, yes, Clay's sister Whitney is alive. Like we said, why? What? Because because he looks like because she looks like Jason's mom. Which no, she doesn't. No, because Betsy Palmer. If you look at Betsy Palmer's character, like no. But like even um, the, even the actress who they cast in the intro, she doesn't look like. She, she doesn't even look like Betsy Palmer. The the, the yeah, Jason's mom does looks nothing like him. And then on top of it, now you have Jason witnessing his mother's mother's uh, death, and which doing, obviously and not wasn't doing shit it wasn't about in it. the original, but wasn't in the original. Like he he never he didn't know that. Right. He finds out after when her head's like chopped off and on the table and stuff like that. You know that that he that um or yeah. It was. I like it how they they did they approach it with the first one, like at least the girl tried to make herself look like Mrs. Voorhees wore the sweater, you know what I mean? Try to you know try to um, fool Jason, you know what I mean? There was a little bit more believability in that I think as opposed to this. 
No, there was. And, but like also, what I'm talking about is like the, the girl from the intro, the, from the intro scene of this film. Yeah. This like the actor playing Whitney looks nothing like her. Oh is, no, it looks nothing like her. No. No, she's just like so. Why the fuck are you keeping her alive? Yeah, I don't know. Like it, it's it's stupid again. Just because yeah, we we want to because of that flashback scene, we want to have something to connect it to now, which is you don't need to don't do the flashback scene. They just simply did that. And notice it was June 13th. It had to be Friday. It had to be a Friday the 13th of 1980 that this happened. I think, I mean, yeah, I, I, anything important in this franchise happened on Friday the 13th. And was that a legit date? Uh, can we fact check that? Was that like a legit date? Was that, was that on a Friday? Oh, uh, what, what, what was the date? The opening uh, was June 13th of 1980. Was that, in fact, okay, so a Friday? Let's see. June 13th of 1980. It'd be funny. It'd be really funny if it wasn't. Let's see. Oh, come June on. We're going to hammer this one. 13th of 1980. Come on. Okay that, that, okay, that was a Friday. We can't ding him on that. that Damn was it. A ah, man. <laughs> come on. There just happened to be a Friday the 13th in 1980 when the original film came out. Damn it. And which, which funny enough, that like, it was not released on, well, it was not released on June 13th, so... That's, mm, that's, that's no. but anyways, cutting back, oh, cutting back, cutting back to our, getting back to our our big cast of morons. So again, they're still partying. <laughs> Trent's looking, he's looking like malevolently out the window. Yeah, uh, I, I do, I do like this Asian dude. All in bed. I don't, I don't remember his name, but like his name, they call him Chewy. Chewy, that's right. Oh, that's a little racist. Isn't that the Isn't that the Asian dude from uh, Disturbia? I think it is. Oh, it is. It looks like he. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was uh, Shia LaBeouf's buddy. Yeah, it was. That's funny. But anyway, so he he ends up breaking a chair. He's like, "I'll fix it." So, but yeah, he's got to go. I've got to go out. Just go out to the shed and get some tools. Okay, <laughs> dead. Just start chiseling the tombstone right now. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, do we need to fix the chair that bad? Let's just wait till the daytime to do that. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, uh, Trent and other girl are off having sex. The black dude, Trent Bree, in- I think her name's Bree. Yeah, the black dude in his infinite fucking wisdom decides to masturbate in the living room, where everybody where is, everybody is an access point been. for everybody. It's just like, yeah, dude, why not? You have a room. Good. Go, go there. To the bathroom. If you're gonna do that, if you're that that hard up on it, no pun intended. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, Jenna and Clay get back, and this one talking about about like uninventive kills. So. Uh, Chewie is in the, in the shed. They show a lot of things. They show a buzzsaw. They show a crowbar. They show a whole a whole mess of stuff that could make for an instant kill. And it's like, okay, how is this dude going to get it? Because Jason shows up like, what's going to happen? How does he die? Fucking screwdriver. It would have been fun like if he smacked him in the fu- it kept smacking him hard with the uh, hockey stick because that was an opportunity there to kind of play fun you at the, the fact he has a hockey mask. Yeah. Like you, like you, like the hockey stick. Shit, do something with, cool with the crowbar. Just anything, but anything more than the fucking screwdriver. And at yeah, least, the hockey and stick at least, was a wasted opportunity. And at least light the scene. My yeah. God, is he, it dark? You can't, you can't see anything in there. No. It's like all uh, rustling and uh, light breaking, and Jason and death. And Chewie's dead. I yep. don't know what happened. Whatever. But you know it's properly lit. Yeah. You know it's properly lit though. Bre- breeze tits. Oh my lord, those are definitely not real. De- definitely not. But eh, I'm not. They're nice. I'm not complaining. Oh yeah, just like the uh, other chick in the uh, opening, uh, that Amanda chick, the sleeping bag girl, who's oh yeah, sleeping bag. Completely not also real not real. But again, not complaining. Yeah, I mean, but hey, this movie, hey, this movie has its female nudity. Uh, we're not going to complain about that. Yes. Yeah, so. 
and, and you know, they, they all they all gather up. They're just like, okay, you know, we got we got to sit together. We can't we can't go outside. It's like Chewie, like Chewie's out. Like the black dude's like, Chewie's out there. I got I gotta go get him. <laughs> My boy's left. I'm gonna I'm gonna get him. Like, no, you can't do that. You're gonna die. Please don't. <laughs> and like I love this It's like, like look, I told you I told you, all right? You can't get a handle on me. I'll surprise you every time. Yes, black guy who's in, whose death is impending. Now, I'm okay, very but my, surprised. But my thing is, with his death, why 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 aren't you running in like different sequences? Why are you running straight straight forward? Yeah, like just zigzag something. But also, make like, it hard. Make it make it harder for him to to do what he does when throwing that axe. But also, like the we- the weapon he took was a walk. Like, yeah, I mean, anything he could have taken, he took a fucking walk to save his friend. Like, Come on now. What, 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 to what, save what, Chewy. What, 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 oh, okay, yeah. What you, what you gonna do? Like, make, 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 some, make some stir fry for Jason? <laughs> I, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Oh, saving save the Asian <laughs> dude with the walk. That's, yeah, this, that's, vaguely, you see? that's vaguely racist. Oh, that's, that's bad, man. That's bad. That's very bad. <laughs> shame, shame on you. Uh, and yes, uh, the, black, the black guy who's saying he's always going to surprise you uh, unsurprisingly dies. Yeah, because Jason just knows how to throw that uh, chopping axe he got, perfectly. He, he got like some axe learning from Jason Miller or some shit because he threw that shit perfectly. Yeah, it would have been funny if it hit him like with the the blunt the, the wood part of it. Shit, I missed the blade. The blade missed him. It hit him and uh, it pushed him forward a little bit more. It <laughs> gave like, him a little bit more mo- like, momentum to run. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, damn it! I hate when that happens. <laughs> I nearly had it, but yeah. Anyways, he dies again. Also very unexciting. Uh, she also, uh, Yen gets in the house. He gets Bree too, but I was like, man, this, my, again, if you're gonna be ba- a bad slasher, at least give me some kills that are interesting. Yeah, he not, just what hangs her up on like antlers or some kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, not Michael Myers doing his, not Jason doing his Michael Myers homage. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he does that. The last three standing are Clay, Jenna, Jenna, and Trent, and Whitney. Oh, oh and Whitney. Uh, oh. And Whitney. Well, Whitney's, but she's recaptured by Michael Myers, or yeah, Michael Myers by uh, Freddy, or yeah, by uh, Jesus. What I gave him talk by Jason. One of them are the one of the guys. Get uh, <laughs> they split off, and this is where it's happening. Like Trent, Trent's about to get away. Jason's right there. You think, okay, this is where he's gonna he's gonna get it. He's gonna get it worse than anybody, and it's gonna be awesome. And I don't think he did. I don't think he got it worse than anybody. <laughs> No, because it was like the tow truck scene where you're thinking, like, what's going to happen? And all he does is really just, like, what, machete him in the, in the chest. Yeah, really. He gets, he gets machete in the chest and, like, impaled on the spike. The tow driver doesn't go fuck. <laughs> like, he just... No, he just drives away with him. Like, I mean, I, I get it. Uh, it would have been more fun if it was more of, like, a suffering death. You know what I mean? Like, just because yeah. I, I think it was warranted. But this is also, like, where we go back to, like, the like the close cuts and shaky cam. We're just, like, okay, we're cutting to something. Is that his chest? Where is he stabbed? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, You're like I, what's, uh, death. What's um, what's going on dead? now? He's now he's on the back of the truck and he's dead, and we're moving on. Okay, yeah. cool, awesome. Yeah. So now we're down to Clay, Jenna, and Whitney. Yeah. So they go they go back to my the, the, my fucking shit. They go back to see. Well, we're 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 losing it. <laughs> we are losing. It. They go they go back These to Jason's hideout. They find that they find uh, Whitney. They get reunited. Uh, but Jason's right on their tail. They get in, and in a surprising turn, Jenna gets killed. Yeah, which I was like, I, I, at first I thought it was Whitney, and I had to rewind it back. And I'm like, because I, I was like, wait a minute, why would they go all that work to kill Whitney? Like, why would you recap, like, recapture her to kill her off? I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like, there's, 
yeah, you go through all that, but here's but here's the inherent problem with that. I mean, the final girl, as we know, is a big trope in horror. And Jenna oh, yeah. was set up to be the final girl. And and she had that chemistry with Clay, which I kind of liked because it was like, oh, well, now Clay's uh, not only did he find his sister, but now he ha- kind of has a love interest, too. Yeah, like you could, I think you could have killed the sister. It would have been a waste of fucking time. But you could have killed the sister. Fine. But here's the thing. Now our final girl is a is a character who was in the first 20 minutes and the last 15. And, and, she, and she was the, yeah, the reason they had to go was the one to find her and she's the one yeah but, so she didn't really do much of the uh, surviving because really she was held captive because of her looks so yeah. she really didn't have to really survive much of anything but you but, but yeah, yeah you, you have her and she's like you you have no investment you have no investment no attachment to this character not really because you don't have enough camera time with her you, you see don't. her in the beginning she's gone you think she's dead now all of a sudden she's being held captive by uh jason okay she's she breaks free she gets recap uh, recaptured by jason again to get set free. And it's like, eh, you know, yeah, kind of what you said. I think Jenna's more of a character. Like, Jenna obviously kind of went to Clay's aid when nobody was, like, when Trent was being an idiot to him and, you know, looking for his sister and stuff like that. Jenna was the one to kind of lend a hand to kind of help Clay out. So I think she had more vested in this than than Whitney. Yeah, but anyways, that's how it is. So Whitney, so Whitney and Clay are the last two standing. The rest of the movie is a series of running away from Jason. Jason, for some reason, not trying to kill Clay? Yeah, and but, uh, but I I don't know because like Clay's just as big as Jason, uh, like Clay's a pretty bulky dude too. So yeah. it's like, uh, and I thought for sure when I was rewatching it, I I remembered Pilecki didn't die, but I re- I thought I was like when he got like tackled into the glass or whatever, I'm like, oh my god, there's his chance he's dead. But yeah. then all of a sudden he came back. You know what I mean? But like as easily as he dispatches everybody else in this movie, he can yeah. never seem to kill Clay. Yeah, I, Clay's just. You know, I don't know. It's like, Something what's the hold up here? Okay, yeah, more more quick cuts, more shaky cam, more unable to tell what the fuck is happening. I, I don't know how, but Jason somehow adds a bit of wood chipper. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, the, yeah, because uh, the woman, because Whitney... It? it doesn't go into it, only hits his head? Like, yeah, like, the top, the top of his head goes, like, his whole body doesn't go wood chipper, because that would, you know why he doesn't go wood chipper, Russell? Because that would have that been interesting. Well, well, that and we, we we have to have the ending, and that wouldn't have happened if he went all the way through, right? Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah, like uh, Whitney uses uh, the fact that he looks at mud to distract him, ends up in a wood chipper, and Whitney and Clay live happily ever after. Or or do oh sorry they throw him in the river then <laughs> happily ever after, or do they? Yeah. <laughs> because Wait a minute. as you expect, <laughs> what is dead may never die. Jason survived. I- I watched this 1980 film. I know how this goes. This chick's laying in a boat, and all of a sudden, this Jason character comes up and reaches from from the canoe. Oh, he just like busts bust the dock. Is like surprise, bitch. I'm like really, and then literally, the minute that happens, literally, it's the end of the movie. And the movie just like yeah, ending <laughs> it to be continued. That thank God was never continued. Amazing, it wasn't though, because it did it did really good in the box office. It, did, it made yeah, it made money, didn't it? Yeah, the budget was nineteen million. Opening weekend at forty and a half. You're looking at a grossing of sixty five million worldwide. Gross ninety one point five. Made money for a horror film. Yeah, it's, it's why they never made more. It's why they haven't done anything. They haven't done anything with this character since this movie. Uh, nothing. 
And same thing with Freddy Krueger. I mean, and, and obviously, since we're talking, obviously, horror remakes, I really thought Elm Street should have won this one because Elm Street was straight trash. Um, I'm glad it didn't. We'll go, we'll, um, we'll I kind of wish it would have so we could shit talk on it we'll, a little we'll get, bit. We'll, we'll get to that some other time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so uh, final thoughts on Friday the 13th, 2009, Russell. I mean, it's it's a... It's kind of what you said. It's all over the place with kills. Um, I get what it's trying to do. It's trying to be a more modernized version of the 1980 film. Um, I just like the 1980 film. It's that nostalgic factor of watching it. It's that grit. Um, I think this one's just too... It's trying to do too much. It's trying to wow you with kills. I just like the simplicity of the kills back in the 1980. And just in the in the franchise in general back then. You know I mean? They were cheesy, but it was like... You know, it wasn't over like they were over the top, but it was fun. It was cheesy. This one, I feel like kind of what you said and we were talking about. You really can't see any of the kills. Uh, there's no, you know, and it not, nothing's concise. You can't really, you know, visualize when it's happening. It's hap- the, the camera's shaking. You can't really see what just happened. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, well, they must be dead. Um, obviously talked about that huge uh hole at the beginning of the film um you wasted 20 minutes just to tell us that you know whitney looks like pam Voorhees. congratulations uh we could have cut that out the only reason why it, we have to have whitney is to to tie in together to this um i think that's kind of like a little like kind of like a little weak um we already know the story let's just get right to it you know what i mean we already know the, the pam Voorhees situation i don't like the fact that um Jason witnesses mother dying. I like I like it a little bit better how the original uh, Friday the Thirteenth and Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. I think they, they both kind of play hand in hand with because the second one begins kind of how the first one ends and picks up and then starts its own little story at the second Friday the Thirteenth. But uh, overall, I mean, it's an okay film. Uh, we definitely could have been dealt worst cards. Um, it, it was an okay horror remake, but definitely had that that grit, like a little little bit of that grit uh, stuff that. Um, he he had directed in 2003's uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre when he tried to re uh, reboot that. Yeah, uh, this movie is like I think the biggest problem with this film is that it's average. It doesn't really add it doesn't really add anything because even like I said, like like I said, the worst Friday the 13th movie still has some interesting kills. This has none of that. Yeah. Again, I do again. Much as I, I mean, do no, like the, the two the two leads, mainly mainly Padalecki, who I do think had like a lot yeah. a lot of good writing to him. I do like the whole bit where I talk about like how he kind of abandoned his mother trying to atone for that, but doesn't make up for the fact that like we sit through just like an hour and a half of just boring sla- it's again it just feels like it feels like an average slasher which sucks because you're doing it with one of the biggest horror icons of the past like 40 years but so. look how they dropped the ball with elm street look how they dropped you know what i mean I, and i think rob zombies was probably the better of the three and i know I, we had a comment oh, it's, on it's the, um, the three it's the pool the three but i but I, I like I liked Halloween. I thought the Rob Zombie's Halloween was more too. concise. We learned more of a backstory. It made more sense. Um, the kills were brutal. Tyler Maine's character was more brutal. Uh, I liked that, um, and I thought that added a dynamic. Kind of what we said that, that that wasn't added here. It added a dynamic to Michael Myers' character. I liked that. I liked a little bit more of his bond with Loomis that we didn't really see. Um, that's why. I, that's why. I, obviously, we both are, are fans of the Rob Zombie Halloween, so that's why we obviously never put that on there for uh, the people that were at us about why we didn't put Halloween on there. Um, but yeah, this one doesn't really add much, and uh, it, it is crazy though that this thing didn't get greenlit for a sequel based upon uh, what it did gross-wise. It's wild, but yeah, like, I, I don't. I mean, we, we might never see another. Fr- no, I'm, I'm not gonna say that. We'll, we'll definitely see another Friday the Thirteenth movie at some point. At some oh, point, we will we'll see another one. We will. But it's crazy that it's taken this long to do it, and it's gonna be a little longer. Nothing, nothing's in the can. But yeah. Those are our thoughts of Friday the 13th, 2009. So that's going to do it for the show today. Uh, Russell, you want to go plug plugs before we hit up? Yeah, you can find us Notorious by Chance on Facebook. That's where we put uh, the polls up for you guys. Go ahead and vote on what you want us to go ahead and uh, tackle. 
Um, guys can also find us notorious by chance YouTube. That's where we put videos out. I think uh, Chance has a couple uh, top five uh, lined up down the uh, pike here. So be stay tuned for that and stay tuned. I'm sure, like I said, we we keep saying it. We'll end up putting some kind of new content on there with reviews, like new new films and stuff like that. But uh, those are the two places you can find us. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Chance one hundred ninety one. Check out check out the Nutrition Showdown where I do occasionally competes. And yeah, that's gonna do it for us here. Thank you for listening, and uh, we will see you next week for the conclusion of the 2021 Scarefest, in which we will talk about classic horror movies. So, can't wait to see what we get to talk about next week. Until then, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>